How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And welcome back in here on this Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Wednesday to you. Uh, So we got questions yesterday about this corn casserole. In fact, somebody called and said, what's this corn (laughs) casserole that Jamie was talking about on the morning show? I I said it sure wasn't me, so I assumed it was Amy. In fact, I got all the, I got every part of this wrong. <laughs> yes, it, as it so happens, the corn casserole discussion started with our very own morning show co-host Wink Sterrett, who has been kind enough to join us here on the broadcast to do a little explaining to all of us. Because unfortunately, sir, you know this. I listen to your show every morning, but I missed that segment yesterday. So when we started hearing and getting questions on the text line about corn casserole, we were totally out of our element. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Uh, long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller. Uh, <laughs> or should I say program? I'm sorry about that. Yes, th- that's quite all right. Um, yeah, I, it, was the, it was the wildest thing. It actually started a, a couple of days ago when uh, a friend of mine in another radio market posted online asking what your go-to Thanksgiving side dish is. Mm. And uh, I replied, as did a few others, corn casserole. And this individual said, literally never heard of this. And that made me think, okay, maybe I'm the oddball for eating this at Thanksgiving. (laughs) And then other people. So I asked Amy yesterday on the air. I said, okay, here's the situation. Am I the oddball here? And she said, I've literally never heard of this either. Uh, But then the text line backed me up and said, oh, yeah, corn casserole and it's good. All right, great. Well, that's a perfect start because normally when I hear Thanksgiving and casserole, my mind floats toward green bean casserole, and I hate green beans, so I'm not even even down for that, but I am a corn lover. Yeah, okay, if you're – I'm the same way. I do not like green beans, and green bean casserole I will will give a hard pass to. Corn casserole I will load up on because it is that good. Okay, so we need to know what what's in it. I don't know how much how detail wise what you've given out, but what? Okay. Tell us what it is. It, other it's, than corn, it's a mix of. Well, yeah, it's it's got a lot of corn in it, as the name implies. Uh, you you got a can of canned corn, and then a can of cream style corn as well. So that's what you start with. Uh, there's also sour cream, eggs, uh, Jiffy Mix preferably the vegetarian-style Jiffy Mix, uh, a stick of butter, and then a whole bunch of cheese. Some people will use shredded cheddar. Others will decide to go for Velveeta. Either works really well. There's not a ton of difference in flavor once once all said and done. 
But all of this goes together in your casserole dish, and then you pop her in the oven, and voila. Now, I, I want to draw a distinction here because what I brought up on the air yesterday when we were talking about this is that we have a relative who lives in Kentucky, and in fact, she was born and raised there, and their thing is called corn pudding, which is, it starts out the same way. It's it's a can of you know, whole kernel corn, a can of cream corn, but then sweetened condensed milk and a couple of other things. No, no None of the Jiffy mix, but that sounds fantastic, by the way. Uh, but the difference is that I guess the, the corn pudding that she makes is probably about a half to three quarters of an inch thick once it's all baked down. What is the consistency mm-hmm. of your corn casserole and how thick does it end up coming out? It is definitely a solid. It is not a liquid when it is done. Okay. Um, and I would say, and it all depends on how big of a dish you use as far as how thick it is. Um, but I would say estimate maybe an inch, inch and a half thick, something like that. Okay. And so Mm -hmm. it's not loose. No, it's not. It's solid. Okay. Okay. It's not, I mean, it's, it's not, you don't need a knife to cut through it. You just take a serving spoon and hack into it and you're good. (laughs) Okay. I I do love a good dish you can hack into. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all there is to it. I mean, it's, it's not like this is a a tough thing when it's done, but it is definitely a solid. There's, there's nothing runny about it when it's cooked. Excellent. Okay. Uh, so now, are, are, is is this an every year, like on on the Sterrett table, there will be corn casserole? It didn't used to be that way, but it is now. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's not just at Thanksgiving. It happens really at every major holiday meal that we're together. So that means it happens at Thanksgiving. My sister's usually the one who makes it. And she'll make it for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. Uh, for Easter, I would say those are probably the big three. Those times it happens, so I get it three times a year, and it's it's awesome. Somebody said, "Think cornbread, but not as dry." A couple people have said uh, that. Think cornbread, but you eat it with a spoon. Not entirely wrong. It's except it's got more corn to it. Okay. You know, it, it, corn cornbread is usually fairly smooth in texture. Yes. Because the corn is all ground up. You don't have that going on in this case. You do have a little bit of the flavor because of the Jiffy mix, um, but it is definitely cheesier than you would expect out of uh, uh, out of cornbread. Yeah, and I would imagine because being in Nashville for as long as I was, the one main mm-hmm. ingredient in cornbread other than cornbread itself is bacon fat, which is the main ingredient in most things in Nashville, so it wasn't really a surprise. <laughs> but but I'm imagining that I mean, with all the cheese and everything else in there, you want to be real careful about adding a whole bunch of fat to it. Uh, I would I would recommend against doing that. Okay, um, Just, I mean, uh, if for no other reason than I think it's going to end up really greasy and gross if you do. Yeah, probably um, real because, thick. Yeah, exactly. Like you mentioned, it's already got all the cheese in there, and that's that provides plenty of, of fat-like, uh, you know, seasoning to it. Does it reheat well? Reheats great, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's... yeah. So, so when you're doing leftovers the day after, if if there are any leftovers, which you may not have any because it's that hot of an item, 
But if there are any leftovers on the on the day after, you're in good shape, man. That'll reheat just fine. Now, before we get to the rest of the Thanksgiving table, which we do want to do with you, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about this is, because I know we're going to get people who are going to say, wait a minute, I, I missed an ingredient. Now, of right. course, you can go back on the app and uh, and just you know rewind a little bit on the Odyssey app and, and you can listen to the, the podcast and get what Wink said for the entire recipe. But uh, is it posted anywhere? Uh, I have found if you Google Jiffy corn casserole, you're going to find uh, a whole bunch of different postings on it. There's a little bit of variance between all of them, but they all get you pretty much in the same ballpark. Good. Okay. Because for sure, those questions are, are going to come in probably as soon as you oh, hang yeah. up. Wait, wait, of, what? Of course. what was, what was that? What? Because let's face it we're not accustomed to having cooking segments on this show so <laughs> this is uncharted territory yeah this, it's one of those things that unfortunately tv is able to do better than us because they can put that little thing on the side of the screen that just leaves the recipe there the entire segment so you can just look That's at right. it and copy the thing all right so so let's talk about the rest of the table because if that is your main go-to if that's the one yeah. that, that has to be there to make thanksgiving dinner and if it isn't thanksgiving dinner is going to be ruined what else is on the table for you and what never is uh, what is always on the table, and let me go ahead and say I will not partake in everything that is on the table. Sure. Um, there's a lot of Thanksgiving dinner that I'm not really a fan of, but there's always the, the there's always turkey, there's always stuffing. Uh, let's see, usually mashed potatoes because my best friend comes along to Thanksgiving and is a huge fan of those. Um, usually there are green beans just by themselves, not green bean casserole. Uh, there is a fabulous uh, cranberry jello fruit salad that my mother makes Ooh. that is a, a family <laughs> recipe. That is outstanding, too. Um, what are your feelings about sweet potatoes? Uh, I'm good with sweet potatoes. Those were, okay. and, and here's the thing I find a lot of kids don't like eating sweet potatoes. When I was a little kid, that was about the only thing on the Thanksgiving menu that I was down with. Marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the marshmallow is one thing. And if you want to get your kids to eat them, by the way, what we discovered many years ago is if you take a pineapple slice and then you mm -hmm. put a little bit of the mashed sweet potato on top of that and then put that in the oven with the marshmallows on top so that they can kind of, you know, drizzle down over the sweet potatoes, the kids go bananas for that stuff. Really? Yeah. So so you slice pineapple yep. and then put sweet potato on top of it with marshmallow crowning. Yes, exactly. And then just bake huh. that for a couple of minutes, just long enough to get the brown and the and the drizzle out of the marshmallows. And yeah, the, the kids loved it. I was never a big sweet potato fan, but I, even I had to admit that was a pretty good way to do it. Now, is, is there something that never should be on a Thanksgiving table? Because Sam Stevie and I had a discussion mm -hmm. yesterday about macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I'm staying out. Uh, how did that discussion go to uh, I, he, pray tell? He's very much in favor. I I can't say I am dead set against, but I, I can say that it does. It simply does not go with the rest of the meal. If it were there on the table, I wouldn't throw a fit, but I wouldn't put any on my plate either. Um, here's my thing about mac and cheese. It's too much of an everyday item uh, to be included on the Thanksgiving table. Well put. And what I yeah. mean by that is. The Thanksgiving table is usually made up of stuff that you eat one, two, maybe three times a year. Indeed. That's it. Whereas mac and cheese is something that you can make for dinner if you're broke on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> well yep. said, sir.
<laughs> so that's yep. kind of where I am on it. It's just not special enough. It's too much of an everyday item for the Thanksgiving table. For some of us, it's a never day item, but yes. <laughs> well, some of us it's have never more happened. aversion to mac and cheese than others. Indeed. I never, I'm still five. I eat like a five-year-old, so I still like mac and cheese. I didn't like it at age five either, so, so you're totally <laughs> entitled. It's the snobby Italian in me that thinks spaghetti or any kind of pasta shouldn't be covered in something yellow. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll get on board with that. Good See, I, don't, I don't have the Italian thing working for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can you can say my Italian friend told me, and then you know, yes. then it just doesn't matter, and you know, you're kind of cleared that way too. Well, listen, that what, works. I what, like it. Whatever you have planned for your Thanksgiving, uh, hope it is a wonderful one for you, Wings Starrett, and uh, and thank you so much for telling us a little bit of the history and the uh, the ingredients on the corn casserole. That's something I'm going to have to take under advisement this year and see if I can put a little bit of that together. Attaboy, boy, I'll send you the recipe. <laughs> oh, don't do that. Then people are going to ask John for it. <laughs> That's okay. I'll take the bullet. <laughs> hey, wait, have, have a great Thanks, one, my well. friend. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Take care. You too. Have Peace. a great holiday. All right. While we're on the topic, uh, there was a story that came up this morning about the particular way that this family decides the division of labor on Thanksgiving Day. How do you do it? 913-586-7798. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Coming up later, we have to talk about this new design for the Kansas license plate. Oh, it's Holy so cow. beautiful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is that a, is that a change of pace from what we've got right now? Kansas, oh, we'll get to that coming up. Yeah, Kansas 2023 equals New York 1975. Boy, that kind of is that kind of is it. Yeah, it, it's definitely New York. We'll get to that coming up here a little bit later. Uh, okay, so story came to us out of Fox News. Uh, you have four siblings in this family, and they noticed that the girls in the family ended up doing more of the cooking and the boys ended up doing more of the cleaning and then thought that kind of got a little unfair. So they were looking for a way to work out the Thanksgiving duties in a way that was a little more equitable and a little more fair. And so they worked out what they call the Thanksgiving draft system. <laughs> and we can talk about which items and which tasks should get more points basically the harder the thing the more points it is worth and the goal is for everyone to have the same number of points so you're either doing a couple of easy things or a hard thing to get to that same total love it i, I love the idea behind it yeah so it becomes its own thanksgiving fantasy draft i j just a perfect way to do it and if it's if if at the end of it you feel that it's inequitable well that just means you didn't play the game very well yeah, I mean, what what it allows for is people have different strengths yeah. and different things they'd rather do and not do and things that they are good at and that they're not. And so it allows for, for someone not to be stuck doing something they don't like. Right. And uh, and it, it covers everything from I, I the only thing I think is a little tricky about this is that they divide it up every dish. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's like every dish gets its own set of points. And that can be that that can be a little bit much because if you're talking about, you know, doing seven or eight different sides, that's a lot of people in the kitchen all at once. Could does everything have to be made there? I guess I was under the impression some of this could be done beforehand. Oh yeah, maybe you could, right? Yeah, like like a, a potluck style thing where everybody brings a hot dish and then yeah, as long as you bring it, then you're you're still covered. That would make a lot more sense.
I might be totally wrong, but that's that's how I took it. Okay. Um, they also do this thing called Flex Kitchen. This must be a big family, um, where you just hang out in the kitchen, and your job is to keep it clean constantly. Just kind of wipe it up and unload the dishwasher and help people out. You're kind of the the uh, the floater that, around the kitchen there. That idea I absolutely love because if, if cleaning as you go, cleaning as you go is is a good idea for any time you're cooking anything, mm-hmm. but especially on Thanksgiving, it becomes vital for exactly the reason that we just said. If you've got that many things going on and you're not keeping everything clean as you go, having one person whose job that is to just kind of bust everything and go through and, okay, what needs to be picked up? Got it? Okay, no problem. Is going to make it run so much more efficiently. Okay, let's talk points. All let's right. say we're on a scale. I think they go up to eight. Let's just do one to five. Mm-hmm. Let, let's just, so what's five being the hardest? Yeah. Because let's say, if your goal is to get to 10, whatever. Five. What's the hardest? Cleaning pots and pans. If, if, you're, if you're the one who's cleaning pots and pans, that really ought to be it. <laughs> you're done for the day. If that's your duty, that's your only thing to do. What's the food equivalent of that? Like, if that's the hardest cleaning oh. thing. If you had the hardest food job. Yeah. Um, wow. Cause, yeah, because there's a lot of easy ones. And there's a lot of shortcuts you can take, too. I think, and I'm going to say this, it's the obvious choice, but I think the bird is going to be probably the, the most difficult simply because if it's not right, if it's not mm-hmm. perfect, you're the one who's going to take the most heat for it. If the turnip isn't perfect, okay, who cares? <laughs> So that's where playing the game is important because that's what they did in the story too. They made Thanksgiving, they made the turkey the highest point value. Yeah. My mom has always said that a, a turkey is the easiest thing in the world to do. Like you just, and, and we stuff ours in our family, but you don't have to. It's, you know, you just, you get it right at the beginning and then you throw it in the oven and then it, and then it does its own thing. Yeah. Once an hour you come in and base and, and that's really your only gig. Right. But you just got to buy the turkey, defrost it shove some stuff in the middle if you want and then you're and then you're good to go so as long as you're good with that and just keeping an eye on it over a long period of time that's easier than something else perhaps even like mashed potatoes well yeah and i mean that's pretty labor intensive especially if you're starting from scratch if you're not doing the instant mashed potatoes thing and starting Mm -hmm. and peeling potatoes yeah that's that's monotonous and then you have to have the upper body strength to be able to mash through all of them and if you're making for eight or nine people yeah that's hefty um i was thinking you know probably second tier for me would be what we were just talking about. Anytime you're making a casserole with a bunch of different ingredients and mixing and doing all of that stuff, it's going to be a mess, first of all. And there's just a lot to do, even if you're just at the end of all of that, sticking it in the oven at 350 and letting it bake. I'm going to stick with mashed potatoes as being my second tier because you got to get them creamy. You got to get them right. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of volume. You're making a lot. It's a lot of stuff. I think you should make them from scratch. It's a lot of steps involved in that. Yeah, that's that might even be my number five. That might even be the hardest. So what's the one? One is like cranberry sauce guy. Oh, out you, of the you, out of the can. You you opened the can, did you? Wow, I hope mm-hmm. you didn't strain anything. <laughs> or like corn out of the can. Sometimes yeah. you just do corn out of the can. Sure. Microwave it and you're done. Is stovetop like not? It, it, I love it. First of all, I, I mean, let's let's start there. Is that there is nothing in this world wrong with stovetop stuffing, as far as I'm concerned. But I can see there be being people who would say, "Okay, yeah, that's fine," like in February, but not on Thanksgiving. I mean, you got to start. You know, people get fancy with it to do the oyster stuffing and things like that, and that's 
It's fine. It just it never seemed like it was that much better for the labor involved. Yeah. Yep. Uh, totally agree. My mom would do one box in the turkey, one box out of the turkey, and then combine them. Yeah. Okay. That and works. Then you get like the juice from the turkey and stuff. Um, and I also don't like stuffing. Again, my texture issues come into play here big time. I don't like it to be gummy. You don't like it soggy? Yeah. Uh, I, I can uh, see not that. Not at all. No. Um, I'm okay with the box. Whatever. Again, play the game right. <laughs> work smart. Yes, work smarter, not harder. Um, yes. So what's in the middle? I, um, oh, you know what's another thing that would be at least a four in my book, especially if you're starting from scratch, is the pies. Oh, I didn't even think about dessert. Yeah. Big time. That could be a five. Because if you're, that could easily be a five. Yeah. If you're, if you're doing a real, like an apple pie or something like that, even if you're doing, my mom used to make, um, cause chocolate pie has been my thing ever since I was a kid, because like, like wink, I am also less than 10 years old in my brain. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, chocolate pie was always her thing. And she would start, she would roll out a pie crust. And and make the pudding that you know the, that you make in the pan, so it gets the nice skin on the top of it and all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it went all out. Mom did, and it always worked out very well. So yeah, but but it took a long time. Uh, let's get a quick call in here before we take a break, so we're not keeping Chris on hold. Hey, uh, Chris. Chris is in KC. Hey there, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving back to you. What what's the toughest job for you? Uh, well, to be honest, I am a total control freak when it comes to cooking. So I pretty much do everything. I I assign the side dishes that people make at other at their own homes and bring. Uh, I do the turkey. I make my own stuffing, uh, and then everybody else has to clean up. So by the time I'm done cooking for the day, I'm exhausted, <laughs> and uh, everybody else gets assigned the cleanup duties afterwards. And it's it's worked real well. Yeah, well, that and that's a talent too, making everything come out on time you know all at the same time so you're the stay out of my kitchen guy pretty much yeah i i take over and i only allow certain people in there to do certain things and i make all the desserts too i make a gigantic uh chocolate pie like you would enjoy this this enough for 20 people so it's a gigantic thing that i make let me know when i should be over (laughs) (laughs) oh no you never grow out of chocolate you got it. All right. Hey, that's fantastic, Chris. Thank you. You all Thanks, have Chris. a nice one. You do. You uh, happy too. Thanksgiving. All right. Text line's got a bunch coming in. 913-586-7798. We'll go through more of this coming up next on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Okay. Uh, we were just talking about the way that this family does their duties for Thanksgiving. Cleaning on one side, which we haven't talked a whole lot about yet. And the food on the other side. And they basically say, let's say everybody needs 10 points for the day. Turkey's going to be worth five, let's say. As John said, pots and pans are worth five. So if you do turkey and pots and pans, wow, is that a day? That's all you have to do all day. But if you do a bunch of little stuff, then you're responsible for a lot more. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to the the prep, uh, that was another thing, I guess, that can go along with the cleanup because you've got – and when I say prep, I don't mean food prep. I mean, you know, setting the table and all of that stuff. There was one thing that we had to do every year because we always had the cousins over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the giant table with both leaves in it and all of that stuff. Um, and the one thing that my sister and I hated doing is that was the only time every year that the good silver came out. And okay. so we would have to sit there the Wednesday night. Like, we would get home on Wednesday before Thanksgiving break. And we would have to sit there all Wednesday night polishing the silver. 
I if I never polish the silver again in my life, it will be too soon. I think my mom has good silver somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those things that we talk about. People don't buy anymore. Yep. Like it, that's it. That's why. I, right. It, it, she'll probably leave it to me and I'll, I'll take suggestions now for where to get rid of it. Because coin I'll dealers. Never use it. Yeah. Go to a coin oh. dealer and uh, yeah, they'll be glad to pay you the, the raw price for the silver on it because that stuff's getting melted down. Yeah. It just, I mean, it, because we only ever used it once a year, it would sit in that box the entire year and tarnish. So by the time you pulled it out, it was like purple and orange and all kinds of weird colors. And you'd have to polish the heck out of it and make it silver again. Pain in the butt. Okay, so some of you were texting in about what is the easiest and what's the hardest and where the points should go. Um, I mean, I just think I don't I don't like doing dishes, period. And so somebody else can have all of that. Yeah. And I'll do anything else. I'm not doing desserts. I'm just not good at it. But I'll do anything else. Yeah. dishes i don't i i don't mind doing the cleanup as much um as long as i'm not on a schedule for it and that was another thing with mom like as soon as the, the meal was over everything had to be cleaned up like right now or, or it'll never get done was her theory and i thought okay but there's still football on so uh why don't we wait just a little while and let that stuff you know just sit in the sink in the water and you know loosen up some of the stuff that's stuck on the dishes but we never got to do that it's how we do it now though um so yeah I would gladly be the one who was in the kitchen just, you know, cleaning everything up and filling the dishwasher a couple of times and all of that. I will admit something. So we don't do, I'm never home for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I, the way my family seems to do it lately is that we get together on Christmas. Everybody else gets together with their other families yeah. on Thanksgiving. And so I often travel for Thanksgiving because I don't care. Um, but I, I get a pass usually because I'm the one that has to travel to be there. I'm the only one that, that doesn't live there. Okay. And so I have to either book a flight or I have to drive the seven hours. That gets me out of cooking anything because I don't have a kitchen and, and I have to travel to be there. Mm -hmm. And I have a cousin that kind of does all the all the cleaning. He just kind of <laughs> he's like he me. just kind of takes over. Yeah. And just kind of goes in there and does it. And and again, I don't live there, so I don't get to see everybody any other time but then. So they kind of let me just socialize and just kind of catch up with everybody and leave me alone. Hey, it's a nice gig if you can get it. It's not bad. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, even like little things like setting the table, like I said, it, it doesn't take very long. That would be that would be my one in terms of non-food related stuff. My one point thing would be just setting the table. Once the, the silver's all polished and everything, just you know, laying it all out there, that doesn't take any time at all. Uh... Make sure the salad <laughs> fork is in the right place. Did somebody actually just say that? No. Or was that you being funny? <laughs> that, that oh, was, I'm like, oh my gosh. That, that was me going back into my memory banks going, oh no, I put the salad forks inside the main forks. Tragedy. Oh my gosh. All right. Thanks everybody for getting in here. Let's talk about this new license plate that's coming to Kansas in the spring of next year. Uh-huh. Do we feel like the license plates in Kansas are currently difficult to read? from the road maybe a little because the letters and numbers aren't particularly dark but mm -hmm. I, I can't say that i've seen one and and thought boy i i really can't read that from here and my eyes aren't the best so uh this is a little bit more there's a little more contrast in the new ones <laughs> people online are saying this these are mizzou colors and they are <laughs> oh wow i didn't even realize yes now yeah. is, is that black or is that dark blue i guess that is black isn't it 
It's black and what they're calling wheat yellow <laughs> for yeah. Kansas. Uh, it looks like gold. That's gold. That's def- It does. I mean, the, the yellow or orange or gold or whatever you want to call that color is almost identical to the old New York tags. That's why I thought it was blue instead of black, because the, the New York tags when I was a kid had that dark stripe up on top where it said New York in yellow letters. Pennsylvania was very similar as well. And then the, the yellow background with blue letters. But, yeah, this is clearly black. And then it has the Ad Astra translated into English. It just says, to the stars on the bottom of it in script. So does everybody have to get this one, or can you keep the other one? No, <laughs> current standard plates are being replaced by the new design due to safety concerns. Yeah, you'll eventually Difficult have to get to the read. new one. Yep. You will eventually have to get the new That's one. That's right. I will happily keep my Missouri plate. It was, it was a collective you. <laughs> yes. If, if you have a Kansas tag currently, yeah, you're eventually going to have to switch to this one. At least it's better than the old red ones with the white letters. I didn't like those at all. I don't remember that. There's still a few of them around. Um, some of the vanity tags are like that. And it's a it's a real kind of a brick red. It's not terribly attractive. Huh. Okay. If you haven't seen this yet, I'm just curious. It, it definitely... It's bold. Yeah. It's bold. You will not mistake what this is because it's got Kansas in yellow lettering in black on the top, and then it's black letters on gold on the bottom with the stars on the end. Are, are the stars always going to be there? Is that going to be part of the tag? Because I, I, my assumption would be yes, or they wouldn't have put them on there to begin with. But that's that's a kind of an odd design, too. You don't see that much. I think it's always there. Okay. So is this new market? Have we? Has that always been a thing in Kansas, that to the stars thing, or is this new branding yeah, for the, the state? The state motto is Ad Astra, which means to the stars. Oh, okay. It's Latin, I missed that part. I think. Things I didn't know even after living here for a long time. Somebody said, let's change Missouri plates, too. <laughs> I mean, sure. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, there was a state, uh, maybe it's Nebraska. Is, is everybody redoing theirs right now? Because it seems like everybody in the Midwest is redoing them. But there was one state where there was a contest I was I was keeping track of the other day where they were redoing the plates. It was just a joke thing, like, what's the funniest thing we could make these look like? And, yeah, give people the opportunity to do that. You're going to find some really bizarre little designs. Uh, yeah, Missouri. Missouri's is fine. Do you have to do front and back in Kansas plates? I can't remember. Uh, no, you do not. It's back only. Okay, in Missouri we have to do both, right? Yes. I'm thinking about my car right now, I'm trying to remember if I have one on the front. Didn't, yes, you, didn't I do. used to be, but they went to that a few years back. If memory serves. Um. Okay. In Illinois, we had to have both, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder why Kansas wouldn't. If you're worried about safety. And being able to see the plates, yeah. put them on both ends. Well, yeah, and and my car, I think I've mentioned this before, my little teeny car, uh, the little Saab, well, it was built in Sweden, so it doesn't have a bracket for a front plate. There never was one. <laughs> they just So when I, when I lived in Illinois, I had to kind of invent one. Uh, there wasn't even any place to put it, so, yeah, I had to get real kind of creative with that. But uh, most cars now do have the front bracket coming standard. I know, I know. Everyone's complaining. The new Kansas plate looks like Mizzou. <laughs> yes. There yes. It is. We, now that now that you've seen it, now now it's it's all anybody thinks well, see, of now. That means initially. that means Mizzou has to go to blue and red. I, I think it's only fair if that's what we're going to do. Then yeah, if the Mizzou plates are going to be in Kansas, then Mizzou, uh, Missouri plates have to be Kansas colors. <laughs> if you want to get in nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight, we do have some airline troubles to talk about, which is always good when we're talking about a ton of people traveling. But we've got some of that American Delta. We'll cover it next here on KMBZ.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. came on and sat in her row and informed them that she was a pilot and was talking to them like you do on a plane sometimes if you're, you know, of, of a mind to do so, just talking to your fellow passengers and said that she had been going through kind of a rough time. And it was at that point that the woman in the seat next to her noticed that the the woman who identified herself as a pilot, an off-duty pilot, started drinking heavily. And the more she drank, the more handsy she got with the woman who was in the seat next to her and ended up kissing her on the mouth, which was, by the way, rebuffed. Uh, she said, no, 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 uh, we're, we're not going to do that. And then as they were getting up to exit the flight, said that she groped her, that the, the off-duty pilot groped her again and again was rebuffed. And the woman went and reported it to the police at the gate, reported it to the gate agent. And it was at that point that the uh, the alleged off-duty pilot had a little trouble in the airline, in, in the terminal, because as she was going down one of the escalators, she fell, ended up splattered all over the bottom of the escalator, and could not get herself back up. That's how plowed she was. She is facing criminal charges, mm -hmm. which I think lends credibility to this lawsuit. The analogy I make in my head is... If the if, if flight attendants are essentially bartenders in, in if, if for this activity, yeah, that's not their responsibility. I'm not saying that, but but they are serving you alcohol for this purpose. And so, if it were a bartender that we were talking about that overserved a patron, and the patron then had a wreck, we would say that bartender had overserved that person. 
five, how many cans of wine? Well, see, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was another piece of the allegation is that the woman first reported the bad behavior by the off-duty pilot to a flight attendant while the flight was still going on. So she didn't wait until they landed. I mean, this woman was, you know, being handsy and, and being a problem while she was in the seat. So she went and told the flight attendant, hey, that woman who's the off-duty pilot over there keeps grabbing at me and trying to kiss me and all of this stuff. And I'd really rather she not do that. And she says, Allison Petrie is her name, says she informed the flight attendant mid-flight about the behavior. But instead of stopping it or reseating anyone, the flight attendant then served the off-duty pilot a fifth can of wine. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know how often that happens, uh-huh. where someone drinks so much on a flight that you have to cut them off. But flight attendants have a lot of power on that airplane. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, a lot of authority, a lot more than you ever think, and they can cut you off for any reason. They can stop serving alcohol at any point. I don't understand the motivation to keep serving this person. I don't understand why you wouldn't cut them off at some point. The only, and I'm not saying again, that this is an excuse. The only thing that I wonder about is, did that flight attendant go over and try to say something like, hey, do us a favor and just chill out a little bit. I'll get you another, you know, I'll get you another wine, but but you've got to stop. you got to leave this woman alone. She's not having a good time here. And the pilot pulled rank. And said, you realize you're a flight attendant and I'm a pilot, right? Um, wow. Okay. Uh, so there were texts, text messages that are allegedly evidence that Delta employees tried to cover up the misconduct. Yeah. There was a flight attendant that later told the woman, stick to your story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was because once the pilot sobered up. She didn't remember any of this. So the text. Did not recall at all. Yeah, the text exchange that was going back and forth was this woman lobbied lobbied a complaint about you. And she responded, Why? What did I do? (laughs) Like she had no clue what what had happened. And yeah, it eventually ended up with her saying, Okay. She said, You kissed her. And then the pilot uh, responded, (laughs) OMG, I did. And then the flight attendant said, Yeah, you were pretty bombed. Uh, the flight attendant later tells the the pilot, stick with your story, and tells uh, tells her that when Delta questioned him, the flight attendant, he told them that he wasn't aware of any physical contact and did not serve her any alcohol. What a dumb lie to tell. No kidding. That's going to be very easy to track. How many how many people were on this flight sure. and saw all of this happen? Well, not to mention, you, even if you're a pilot, you don't get that stuff for free. If you're right. an off-duty pilot on a plane, you paid for that. So uh, that's going to be a pretty easy thing to track as well. I have a line in the story that says a Delta spokesperson said the woman is no longer employed by a Delta subsidiary. Yeah. We're talking about the alleged groper. Right. Here? It, yes. Uh, and so it, and we should have said that at the start of the story. This was a flight that was chartered by Delta. So she she doesn't work for Delta corporate. She works for a subsidiary, like a local carrier that they can still fly with a Delta logo on their tail, but they're not technically a Delta flight. So, yeah, the Delta said that she's been fired from that subsidiary. Um, 
Boy, it sure sounds like she's got a case. Uh-huh. It sure sounds like... I, I don't know how many cans of wine is too many. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. Just the idea of a can of wine. I know on a, on a flight they've got to do it. They can't have bottles of wine everywhere, but still, ew. You want some wine? <laughs> so there are actually some that aren't bad. It's a lot of volume, though. Yeah. A can of wine is the same as a can, is a can of soda. A can I of mean, beer, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And if you figure that a can of beer runs anywhere between 5 and 10% alcohol, and wine is, what, 12 to 15 usually? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're drinking a lot more alcohol than you would be in your average beer. If you don't remember what you did, that's your first... That's your first problem. Yeah. Um, I don't like the cover-up stuff here. I don't like the... Hey, it's a pilot, so let's pretend like it never happened. Uh-huh. Um, because, by the way, like you said, she fell when she, I mean, she had trouble getting out of the terminal when they landed. There's like, a, what did she do after she left? Yeah, and there's surveillance video of that. There's a photograph that goes along with this story of her laying at the bottom of the escalator, just splayed out everywhere with all of her stuff around her. And she, yeah, they said that she was not able to get back up without help. Yeah, I would be concerned. Did she get in a taxi after that? Like, how I did hope she? So. Hopefully, she didn't drive after that point. Yeah. All right, that's what we've got at least on for Delta and oh, there's still an American Airlines story. We'll get to that coming up a little <laughs> bit later. Uh, we'll get to that story in the next hour here on KMBZ. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV.
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.